to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new beverage. We are upgrading from wine every week. Whatever beverage we feel like, yes. really. Yeah. And it's a mystery for me because Natalie brought it today. Yeah. So we shall see. And today we are talking how to host a dinner party, which is a very adult thing to do. Yes. And I feel like we're coming up on Thanksgiving, Christmas. Yes, there's lots of like little little parties you might be hosting at your house. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be talking about the different types of parties that you can host, some basic do's and don'ts. And a step-by-step on how to actually put a dinner party, a little party at the house together. And at the end of the episode, we are playing 200 questions. So stick around. Stick around. And remember, you guys, you can always write into the show with episode requests at amidoingthisrightpod at gmail.com. Or you can DM us at amidoingthisrightpod on Insta. Instagram. Natalie's grabbing her E.T. bag. My E.T. bag that is always filled with drinks. Very excited. this one's upside down. Okay. It's all good. don't... The last time... The last uh, episode, I don't know if you guys heard, but Natalie exploded her... uh, Yeah. My beverage. Her beverage. So this is just like a San Pellegrino Limonata Sparkling Lemon Beverage. Ooh. But I always thought that these were like... Um, like a LaCroix or whatever, LaCroix. No, they're not. They're, I guess not. They're spreading beverage. Well, fun fact, when in my previous life, when I worked in advertising in New York, San Pellegrino was our, one of our clients. Oh. And I got to, as like very, very low level, pitch one of my ideas to the client. Ooh. It did not get picked up, but I did get to pitch it and the creative team. So basically like you pitch the creative team like creates like visuals for your pitch, and they did. My, mine was um, you could drink San Pellegrino out at an outdoor movie, <gasps> and so they had. You like, absolutely could. Yes. Wow. Yes. All right. So here we go. Let's try it. The lemonada flavor. And I'm just hoping one. it's not gonna explode on me. Oh yeah. Lemon. Yeah. So they also had blood orange and grapefruit. Grapefruit's not my thing. You don't like grapefruit? I don't. Have you ever had the LaCroix Pomplemousse? Yes. Really? I love that. That's my favorite flavor. I don't like LaCroix. I love Spindrift way better. I love Spindrift. I've never had a Spindrift. <gasps> That's like me and Joe's like, we're like, oh, we got Spindrift. The other one that I want to try is like Olipop or something. Oh, Joe drinks that every single day. Oh, really? Because mm-hmm. that's the one that's like not as sweet, but then there, I think there's like probiotics in it or something. Prebiotics. Prebiotics? Mm-hmm. What's the difference between pre and pro? I don't know. We have to do an episode on it. <laughs> <laughs> How to discern between pre and probiotics. Okay, let me take a sip. Ooh. Mm. <gasps> oh, oh, I just realized. What? I don't think the listeners have ever heard me drink a carbonated beverage. There's something that happens? Yeah, I make that weird sound. What? You go, <sighs> No, I don't know what it is. It's just whenever I'm drinking a carbonated drink next to somebody, they're like, what are you doing? I've never heard it. Have I? I'm sure you have. Okay, here. I'm going to just drink normally. Okay, drink. Tell me if you hear whatever it is. Okay. Oh, I know what you're doing. You're sloshing it in your mouth. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. I'm not sloshing it. I take the sip teeny bits at a time. Yeah, you're going... 
And then when you do that, the, the, the way you're doing it is creating a fizzle effect into your mouth. And so it's actually bubbling in your mouth. But I don't, it's not like I'm swishing it like mouthwash. But it sounds like you are. <laughs> right, right. But I think it's actually the force in which you're slurping a small amount is causing yes. it to explode into your mouth. I can't just, that's what she said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't just take like a, like it, I can't gulp. Yeah, like drink. I just like put like. You just, it just goes straight down. I do one sip, but you're going like. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. Like, Very interesting. Well, I don't even, if I took even a tiny sip, let me see. Swallow it. There you oh. go. That's normal. Ugh, that's it burns. Normal. It burns. And you don't taste it as much. <laughs> yeah, you're doing a lot. There's a lot of like, I've always done that. Again, I can't physically eat or drink fast. Yeah. I don't know Wait, what it it's is. It's really good for you. You shouldn't try to eat fast or drink fast. Take <laughs> I think time. if I tried to drink fast, I would choke. Honestly. The way you're doing it. I don't know how would. to drink otherwise. <laughs> I really don't. Well, I'm really excited for this episode because actually tomorrow I am hosting... A murder a, mystery. A murder mystery party. I've invested I, I, thousands of dollars at this point, <laughs> it feels like, into this party. And I am like, was so anxious last night about it. I was thinking about it all night. And it's I was, a big party. It's a big party. In your defense. It's like kind of more like a housewarming party for me and Joe because now we live together. So there's yeah. a lot on the line, you guys. We're co-mingling friend groups. Yes. It could go south. I mean, I've known Joe for however many years, a long time. I've met one of his friends. I know, because we don't, we normally like do our friend group stuff. And yes. then he has a lot of friends that have girlfriends. So we just do like double dates. Right. We don't ever like have everyone over. And I know. also, okay, I'll just say this and we'll get into the episode. Joe at first was like, I don't know if my friends are going to be into like a murder mystery. Like, right. They're dudes. And I said, Joe, just invite them. We've seen three of them since I've invited them. They're like, we're so excited. We can't wait. And we met, we were with one of their moms and he was like, yeah, he, he won't stop talking about this murder mystery party. I said, you know what, Joe? Never assume. People get into things. You they gotta do. give them the permission to be like, you could be a little weird. Yes. So let me just say, if you, if you're like, why wouldn't they be excited? So the murder mystery, you have to play a character. Yes. Like you're in character. You're I, I dressed up. I pre-send out your care. I sign characters. Right. And I tell you, hey, you're coming at. Well, who have you been in my in the past? One time, I was. Oh, you were like the homecoming queen or something. Yeah, in the '80s one. Yeah, and then we did a a margarita. You bill. were Cabana Bob. I was no, no, you weren't. No, I was a. Uh, you were a dude though. I had to make you one. Yes. unfortunately. But I forget what my role. I wasn't like a. You were like Captain Jack. Or I like. I think I was like the. You were the owner of the of hotel. the hotel. It was. See, you have to play around. You have to play like. So you're a child. I'll tell you guys what the storyline for this one is. Yeah, is that it's Dracula's 500th birthday party. Right. So there are all these different. So everybody's coming for his 500th birthday party. You know, and there's there's werewolves. There's you know there's a mummy coming. There's a skeleton coming. Natalie was going to be a witch. I will just say I'm a vampire. I'm Draculina. All right. Joe is Dracula. Okay. Right. So it's like you can see why he might be like my grown male friends who are might, 30 years old. Who are 30 plus <laughs> might not want to come and pretend to be a werewolf. Yeah. You but know? the guy with the werewolf sent us a picture of his costume <gasps> and was like, I'm so stoked. Oh, my God. The costumes are going to be good. People are getting into it. Yeah. <sighs> so I'm like, you know what? Don't be afraid to throw that party because I think people yes. just want— I think they might be nervous too, but if you give them the opportunity, also just to let you know, the lighting's gonna be low. So people Ooh. can really like 
it's going to be into. Also, and I was telling I considered Corinne a fog this, machine, and I and I backed out. <laughs> that would have been pretty good. <laughs> I was telling Corinne this last night that it's like the perfect if you're mingling friends it, for your first time, you know, first time mingling your friends, a murder mystery or like some sort of game like that is really perfect. Yeah, because you kind of have to go up to people you don't know. Yes. It like says like, oh, go up to the werewolf and ask them this. Did they kill the, you know, right, whatever. And right. you have to like, you have a shared memory. Yes. A little bonding. And you're all, you all You look all dumb. are re- being ridiculous. Right. So it's like, there's no like <laughs> ego in it. Anyways, I'll link the um, murder mystery company that I use in the show notes if you guys ever want to play because you can buy it. But yeah. let's get into dinner parties and party hosting let's and why we chose it. this topic. Everybody loves a dinner party. Period. <laughs> that was so intense. They do. Everyone loves it. They love a dinner they party. Love okay. dinner parties. I think also just post-pandemic, it's like, let us go hang out with people. I'll you do know? anything. I'll pretend to be a werewolf if I have to. <laughs> right? If I have, I have social pre- interaction. I have to pretend to be a bat. That's fine. <laughs> but you know what? They're not as easy as like just cooking dinner and having friends over. A lot goes into hosting a party, even if it's only for a few friends. So actually, like, for me, I recently threw a little girls' night, and there was, like, what, five of us? Mm -hmm. And it still took planning, Mm -hmm. you know? And then you have your party coming up, which is—I think this is the biggest one. This is my biggest one. Yeah. This is 20 people. That's a lot of people. So we thought it was just, like, a good time to look into the best tips on Twix. And the holidays. A dinner party. Yeah, the holidays coming up and birthdays, all of it. It's easier said than done. You know what I mean? Yes. So let's get into some facts about hosting a party because you know we love a fact. We love a fact. I thought this was so interesting. So the earliest known use of the phrase dinner party was in Jane Austen's novel Emma in 1816. Hmm. That's the earliest known use of the phrase, oh, I'm going to a dinner, dinner party. party. Very I interesting. what it was before that. Also, I need to be aware of for my party, according to a recent survey, 40% of guests at a party are liable to snoop in the host's medicine cabinet. That's wild to me. I would never. I would never. Citizens arrest on you. I might I might look at someone's skincare. I wouldn't use it, but right. if it's out, I might be like, oh, If it was like on the counter. That's what I'm saying, if it's on the counter. Right. That would be the only thing I'd be like, oh, okay. Yes. They use that moisturizer. I would never open up their drawers. No. And look, but I would. I mean, I love people's skincare, but I would never do that. No, 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 no. Also, two's a company, three's a crowd, and according to a recent study, 10 is a party. Unless you're a baby boomer. For Gen Z, millennials, and Gen X, 10 is the threshold to be considered a party. Okay. While baby boomers have a more conservative limit of eight people before they deem it a party. Okay. A party. A Maybe party. that's the difference between, remember, what are those called? <gasps> Aging ourselves. Kickbacks. <gasps> remember kickbacks? Kickbacks. Kickbacks are very 2012. Yeah. Oh, they're, no, no, no. It's not a party. It's like it's more, like of, a a, kick, it's more it, of a kickback. kickback. If you're in college, do you guys have kickbacks? There's no way. That is so, in like, an, like, a millennial term. I forgot about kickbacks. I wonder what they call it now. I don't know. I got to I have to ask my sisters <sighs> who are 14 years old. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. So according to an etiquette expert, Thomas Blakely, I also, maybe we should have an etiquette expert on. That could I be de- kind of I fun. did DM one. Ooh, okay. So maybe we will. So he says, to be polite and to please your host, you should always leave the gathering at a particular time. On a weeknight, it should be 10.30 p.m., while on the weekend, you should aim to leave by 11.15. I love that. I know. I'm hoping tomorrow everyone is out of my house before 11. 
they have to be. It starts at 7.30. Right? So I'm like, you know, we'll play the little game. We'll eat. And then, and then uh, get the fuck get out the because fuck I out need my house. sleep. Yes. <laughs> and finally, our little fact here is that the largest dinner party, on record, I should say, took place July 17th, 2008, when 16,206 people were guests at the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated Centennial Celebration Dinner. Wow. Was Alpha Kappa Alpha a sorority at SC? AKA? No, I don't think we had AK. I don't think so. You know, I have no idea. But there are different types of themes. As you know, mine is a murder mystery theme, but you can have different themes for dinner parties, maybe to get you inspired. What are Uh some of those themes? So you can do like a game night or even a casino night. That'd be kind of fun. You can do a classic pizza night, a movie night with popcorn and like a candy bar. Also in the summer, like a taco bar outside. Fun. Obviously, murder mystery, our favorite. Around the holidays, Secret Santa, White Elephant parties. Oh, one of Joe's friends every year does a uh, White Elephant book exchange. It is so fun. Oh. And um, they host it every year. We've been like two years now. And like everyone brings a book wrapped and you pick it and you unwrap it and you can steal people's book. But the person who brought it can also be like, I read this book this year. I really loved it. They like, yeah, it's really cool. Am I going to meet this person at? No, they're not in town, um, but we did Okay, them. next time. Oh, wait, you got the Snoop Dogg cookbook, right? I, that's, I brought it there. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Another party, Super Bowl parties. Yes. Those are fun. Or like a game day, a uh, backyard barbecue, or if you've got a pool, a little pool party. Or you can start involving your friends. So you could do like a potluck dinner where everybody bring. You could be like, you bring a surprise salad. You bring a surprise, blah, blah, blah. Or just your good old wine and charcuterie night. I feel like the girls love that. The girls love a wine and or charcuterie Or a night. dinner party. Like a classic. Like a classic. Sit-down dinner party. We're doing appetizer. We're doing main course. We're doing dessert. Joe and I just went to one of those. His friend did his 29th birthday, and he hired a private chef. And we had to <sighs> sit down with, like, 12 people at, like, a dinner table. And there was three courses. It was amazing. Oh, my God. Very fancy. That sounds very fancy. And just, like... I don't know. Maybe it's because we're 29, but, like, that sounds right up my alley. Yeah. Like a chef at home. Oh, you don't have to go anywhere. Perfect. Oh, so it. let's get into some basic do's and don'ts about throwing a little dinner party, a little fiesta at your house. Yeah, let's start with don'ts. Okay. Okay. Don't try a new recipe. It might seem like trying out a new fun recipe is a good idea for a dinner party, but to keep things as stress-free as possible, go for the tried and true. Mm -hmm. Just go for what you know, go what you know that you're good at, and then save kind of being experimental or any of that for like a date night dinner at home or like where you can fuck up. Right. (laughs) I was actually reading an article about a girl who says they have multiple dinner parties like a year. And she says, I make the exact same thing every time. Because everyone likes it. Everybody. And they don't even really remember. Yeah. That's like my lasagna. I feel very confident that if I made Still that. I haven't had the lasagna. I can't make it for 20 people. I got catering. That's true. Uh, but I mean. But I will make it for you. Yeah, I need to I will try make it. For it. You. I need to try it. Another do not do is to go crazy to manage everyone's dietary restrictions. It's very important to have options for all your guests and their dietary needs, but don't go out of your way to make each person with a dietary restriction their own meal. 
Natalie and I are gluten-free, but and I, I yes. do appreciate when someone's like, oh. I got the little gluten-free thing for yes. you. Yes, when they say, like, there's a gluten-free, I'm like, thank God. Thank God. But, you, you, you know, you don't have to be like, okay, like, I have to make them this whole other thing, like, da 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 you know. Just find yes. some options for everybody. Yes. Yeah. Another don't is don't rely heavily on your guests. Your guests will probably say, like, what can I bring? And maybe they will come through with a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. But people tend to forget things at home. And yeah. you want to be prepared. And I yeah. was just thinking about that. I'm like, I, I got to make sure I have everything. Yeah. Also, don't invite a bunch of people who you know, but that don't know each other. Uh-oh. I did not. Well, I don't think that, I don't really think yours counts because this says it might be tempting to introduce all your favorite friends to each other, but if you are the only thing they have in common, the evening might feel more like a mixer than a proper dinner party. I feel like the difference between a dinner party and what you're doing is the thing that we have in common is the murder mystery game. Is that we're playing the game? Right. It's not like, so everybody knows Corinne and Joe. Like, or like we're all sitting at a dinner. Yeah. Oh, I'm at work. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. This is like we're all playing a fun game. Yeah. Another don't is don't let your guests do the dishes. So they might offer, but unless it is one of your family members, don't take them up on it. They were probably saying it out of politeness (laughs) and not because they actually wanted to do your dishes. Yeah. And if dishes are daunting and the party is casual, just get paper plates. Just do it. You just throw it. Toss them. Yeah. It's so much easier. Okay, then some do's. Start cooking earlier than you think. The goal is for guests to eat around dinner time, which is typically an hour or so after the time on the invite. But don't start cooking as your guests are arriving or you're going to be eating very late and people will get hangry. Have you ever been to a wedding where the cocktail, while they're taking pictures? And you're just drinking and your blood sugar's tanking. And it's like, two out oh my god that happened to me once it was so long and then we ate dinner at like 10 no way it was a nightmare another do make a playlist background music is essential to cut through any awkward silence plus if your party is theme it adds to a the festive nature don't play too loud though you don't want people yelling over the song to like talk to someone and we can vouch for this. We can go. We went to a situation that didn't have any music. That probably just needed a little, it just a little needed background, a, a little background, tune. just for like the little in between pauses. Yes, just so it's not just silent, dead <laughs> silence. Yeah, no, it really does make a difference. Another thing you're going to want to do is to serve both alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages, even if you know everyone on your guests lives and breathes for a margarita. Me. You never know if somebody's newly pregnant or working on sobriety. So give them options and don't make it a deal, like a big deal, if they choose to not drink the cocktail. Yeah. Joe's sober, so he doesn't drink. And so he always appreciates when he's kind of thought of or there's options for him. Like he just wants a Diet Coke. Right. Or also (laughs) it's like if somebody is like freshly pregnant and they're like, why aren't you drinking? It's like, don't. Just just be cool. Another do is consider seating. So if your party is eight or fewer, let them seat themselves, but more than eight, and you should give some direction, even put down place cards, which huh. I think is so helpful because sometimes you're like, oh, wait, are you going to Yeah, you gonna like, where, are you on that uh, side? Are, are you going to? I'll just, I'll just sit here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm just going to say, yeah. Also, put out salt and pepper. Even if you're sure the food doesn't need it, it's courteous and considerate of your guests who might, you know, they might like things very salty. Yeah. 
they, they might want a little extra seasoning. <gasps> Another do, which we're doing. Serve dessert. My favorite. Dessert is a signifier that the meal is over and that you're moving on to the next phase of the party or that the party is wrapping up. So get, get, give people some dessert yeah. and be like, like this is kind of and then the get out cue. the house. This is the cue that like, it's over. Yeah. You know? And finally, manage your expectations. So not everything's going to be perfect. Maybe you were planning a sophisticated evening and then someone found your laptop and they started sharing YouTube videos. If the rest of the party's like into the YouTube videos, just be like, okay, this is what it is. This, this is, is what it is. Because people are enjoying themselves. Yes. So after the do's and don'ts, we also have to like actually plan the dinner party. Yes. A step-by-step. A step-by-step guide. On how to plan a dinner party. So first, very first, you're going to want to make a timeline. Advanced planning will ultimately make a dinner party that is much easier to pull off. Making accurate lists and giving yourself plenty of time for each task will minimize chaos and help you tackle the inevitable glitches that arise. Think about what you don't have to do yourself. So like picking up a dessert, having wine, flowers or other supplies delivered, or hiring a cleaning service for before or after the party. Just trying to keep it as simple for yourself as possible. Oh, you know I have Anna coming. Saturday. God bless Anna. At 1 p.m. I got a, I got a, you know how people put business cards on your windshield? Yeah. It said, Anna loves cleaning. And I thought, is this our Anna? Was it? No, it's a different Anna. But I thought, our Anna does love cleaning. She does love to clean. The second step after you made your little timeline is to create your guest list. So create your guest list, making sure you have enough dishes to serve everyone. And consider your guest list before you send out the invitation. So how many people can fit comfortably in your space? Can you prepare enough food for the number of guests you're inviting? Is there anyone on your list who won't get along with others or is likely to cause problems at the dinner? Also, it's important to have a diverse set of compatible personalities at your gathering so that it's lively and entertaining. And if you know someone is on the quiet side, maybe invite a person who will be able to draw them out. And if someone is prone to, you know, maybe being a a bit of a chatterbox, Mm -hmm. then compliment them with a safe pair of hands who is strong enough to kind of take control of the conversation and like steer it into neutral ground. Like if someone starts going off about, you know, whatever their little anime thing they're into, or whatever, something. Oh, yeah. did I tell you about the time that there was somebody at a party who berated me because I didn't believe that Tupac was alive still? Because you thought Tupac was dead. Yes. Who, somebody berated you? Oh, for actually <sighs> called my brother like the next week and apologized because he was like, I was way out of line. And truly, the all the people that were there were like, we can't invite this guy to anything <gasps> ever again. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta really know your friends, or really know people, and be like, okay, it they can't come to things. It was crazy. <laughs> okay, third step: make a list of your decor and your food. Think about the atmosphere and aesthetic you'd like for the evening. Figure out what you'll need for decor and make a list. Think of your tablescape as more than just serving for food and drinks. It is, in fact, the scenery for the theater of dinner. That you I are love that. The theater of the dinner. The scenery for the theater of dinner <laughs> that you're crafting. Your table linens, plates, silverware, glasses, and decorations are visual clues to your guests. Traditional styles create a refined ambiance. 
A colorful mix will create a more lighthearted one. Wait till you see mine. I'm going to post pictures of mine, you guys. I'm so excited. Because I usually kind of know what things are going to look like. I don't. I have no no idea. You have no idea. I'm so excited. I'm also really excited for the food. Okay, while you may think that a dinner party requires extraordinary feats of cooking to impress your guests, the most important aspect of your menu is that it can be prepared almost entirely before any guests arrive, which frees you up to host. Yeah. That's why catering really would come in. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm not making anything. No, because then you can't host. What Joe's making the pudding cups and that's it. He's making them tonight. Oh, is he going to do them? Yeah. Oh, he loved them last year. Yeah. I assigned him the task. I said, you're making pudding cups. So he's doing it tonight. Oh, he you was gonna know. Do it. He was going to do it last night. I said, you can't make them two days oh, before. Oh, no, 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 that's no, no. Insane. One day before. <laughs> also, like, I can just picture him doing it and being so meticulous. Oh, he's going to be so meticulous. It's going to take him so long to do. So I'm just like, you do that, and I'll so set up the rest long. of the house. <laughs> okay, last little tip here in this section is that if you're making more than one dish, serve them as separate courses. This will make the dinner last longer and highlight the individual dishes you've prepared. So what do you do the day before? This is where I'm at, you guys. At parties tomorrow. Game time. Prepare as much food as possible, including dessert. Ah. Perfect. There we go. Wow, good for good for you. Yes. Plan dishes that you can make the day before and then heat up in the oven or on the stovetop. That's why lasagna is great because you can make it the day before, put it in the fridge. Pop it in the and, oven. Uh, also, clean up your home, especially areas where the guests will be, like the dining room, the living room, and bathroom. And be sure the trash and the dishwasher are empty for the next day. You can also pick up flowers and other natural little touches and put them in vases. And that's how you prep the day before. But what do you do the day of? It's the day of. Day of. All right. Day of. It's game time. Take it from pro chefs and prepare a mise en place, which is setting out all of the ingredients, sauces, and garnishes you'll need to finish your dishes around a counter area with a cutting board and good knives. Line up all the small bowls. Fill them with everything you'll need. That way it's just like easy. Easy. Yes. Prepare any of your little last dishes. Set up your table and the decor, linens, table settings, glasses, place cards, and candles should be laid out the day of. And then we've got serious game time, which is just two hours before. (laughs) Arrange all the food you've cooked previously on the counter and pull out any pots you'll need to prepare them. Set up a drink and snack station for guests' arrival with wine or an aperitif or maybe something small to like nibble on, put pitchers or bottles of water on the table, and then get dressed for the evening, light candles, put on your first playlist. And then I think I'm going to do this. Have a glass of wine or take a moment for yourself so you're relaxed when your guests arrive. I think that's a great tip. I'm going to need that. I had never heard of that. And I'm like, of course. Yeah, but I have a little drink to myself before people come yes. so I can be like, okay. Nice and relaxy vibes. Everything's taken care of. Also, putting pitchers of water on tables why did i never think of that i never thought about because everyone's always like can i have a glass of water it's like you can just have they can just get their own water if they want yeah genius so when the guests come what do we do all right you're always going to greet guests at the door make them feel welcome and you're just going to greet them with a hug and a drink yes if if drinks are part of your party again you're going to want to have alcohol or non-alcohol to offer your guests introduce arriving guests to friends that are standing in the area if they don't know each other. And then after all the guests arrive, the host should circulate to make sure everyone has someone with whom to talk to and they're enjoying 
themselves. Do you remember who did this for us? Oh, man. We were at a party. Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. (laughs) (laughs) You were so awkward. We were like, we were max level of awkward. Natalie and I were at Jimmy Kimmel's house. That's neither here nor there. And we were just literally standing at the corner by ourselves. We were like, like we should, what do we what do? do? And he like came up and he, him and his, his wife, wife. Like, hey, he went, is anyone talking to you guys? We're, and like, we're like, no, it is fine. We're like, like, no, but it's totally fine. It's like fine. cool. Like we'll hand out like orders. You need us to do that. And he was like, he was so lovely and like made sure to talk to He's us. He's a great host. They did a really good job. Oh my we God. we were just so out of our element and they like made sure to circulate and say hello. <laughs> they were doing- um, I will say, I'm not going to say who it was, but there was another person there who was, he was the only person who was more awkward than us. Yes. He yes. was out, he went outside and just started pacing. <laughs> yeah, was, he needed, he needed to be circulated too. He really needed a, some, he needed a buddy. Yeah. He really needed a If a I didn't buddy. have you, Natalie, I don't know what I would have done. Um, you would have been pacing outside. <laughs> Outside of the glass door. Okay, so at the party, what do we do? Okay, so we've got before the party. Now when you're at the party. Yes. Yeah, so again, music. We Very want the important. music going. Also, we want to minimize cell phone use, which can quickly draw you away from the group activity of dining and talking. So obviously, like answering texts and phone calls during dinner is absolutely crazy. Do not do that. That'd be insane. <laughs> we do have friends that would probably yeah, answer a phone do. call at a dinner. We do. <laughs> we, that happened. Yeah, <laughs> actually, at a dinner party. <laughs> but so if you must take a call or, like, send a text, like, just try to leave the room so it's not, like— I mean, I can't imagine you hosting and then, like, hey, mom. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just hosting this dinner party. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> okay. And, and if many of your friends, guests, whatever, they don't know each other, you know, always warm the room up to an atmosphere. Maybe, like, introduce— like a little element of fun to the evening. Like a murder mystery. A murder mystery. mystery. I mean, is this is this how to plan a murder mystery party? This <laughs> is essentially how to plan. A, but if you haven't done a murder mystery party, they're so fun. I mean, I think at this point they've got another so fun. <laughs> they are so fun. <laughs> okay, so after the party's over, how do we wrap this thing up? All right. So the jury's out on whether to take time away from your guests to wash dishes immediately after the meal or to leave them for the morning after and not abandon your post as the anchor of the dinner party. But getting at least some of them out of the way will make your morning much better. It's undoubtedly easier if someone's helping you with the dinner and you can tag team between guests and dish duty. At a minimum, cork and store any wine, put away your leftovers, and get dishes soaking in the sink or plastic tub if you've got a ton of them. Yeah. Just anything to kickstart so that when you wake up the next day, you know? Um... And if your guests contributed to making the dinner a success, pulling off a surprise party or bringing over food, for example, send them a little thank you note the next day. And the format should be at least as formal as the invitation you originally sent was. Oh, wow. That's very specific. So if you texted them to invite them, you could text them thank you. But if you sent like it invite, write a card. Yeah, then send them a little piece of mail. Oh, I love that. Well, we hope you guys learn more about how to be a good host, the do's and don'ts for dinner parties, and the steps towards a successful party. I think those are all fantastic tips if I'm being I feel very confident now. I feel confident for tomorrow. I'm confident for it. I'm so excited. I just hope everybody comes. I really... Did you get my note yesterday? My email? I did. It was like, we need everyone, and if you're not coming... You you, need to let me know. You need to tell me now. Was it not nice, though? 
Oh, no, it was very polite. I signed all Except the emails. Except for see you in hell. Which I love. I'm like, <laughs> didn't I reply to the first one? I was like, see you in hell. I was very excited. <sighs> okay, so uh, back to our San Pellegrino yeah. Lemonada. Did um, I say at the top I've never had one of these? I've never had one of these? No, because I always thought they were like LaCroix or whatever. No, it's like a sparkling juice. Yeah. They're not super sweet, though. No. One to our hottie of the week, who we love. Paris Hilton. Party queen. Party queen. She's the queen of the party. And, you know, she really, like, took a turn, like a branding turn, you know? I love her. Like, she was, like, party queen of the thousand. She was party queen, then she was a DJ for a while. I think she still might be a DJ. Oh, and then now she's kind of, like, an advocate. Yes. And she's also incredibly smart. Yes. Which she, like, she, the whole Paris Hilton thing was a character. She was also, like, 19 or what? Like, yes. You know what I mean? Like, she was a child. We love her. Love her. And so one to Paris Hilton, what are we rating the San Pellegrino Lemonada? I'm going to give it a nine. I'm going to give it a nine. For what it is, like, for what it is. It's I think very it, simple. It's giving you what it should give you. Yeah. It's um not super, like, lemonade sweet. Mm-mm. It's not, it's not lemonade. It's like, it is literally a sparkling lemon beverage. It actually tastes like lemon juice, juice, like a slightly sweet lemon juice in a little fizzy bevy. I love it. Not Nine out it. of Paris Hilton. All right, this is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game. And this week, we're playing 200 questions. Now, we're not answering 200 questions. We're picking a question, one through 200. They get more intimate as they get higher. We haven't played this one for a while. Okay, so Natalie, one to 200. What are you picking? At some point, we're going to have done all of these. Okay, one to 200, 189. Okay. Oh, damn, that's kind of high. It is really high. Okay, scrolling, scrolling. Maybe it's an intimate dinner party with your closest friends. Okay, here we go. This is insane. Oh, God. This is insane. If you were forced to relive one 10-minute block of your life again and again for all eternity, what 10 minutes of your life would you choose? That is insane. I'll give you time to think about that. Over and over again? For all of eternity. I guess most, a lot of people would be like, when I got married. Right. When I brought my baby home. Oh, no. Oh, 10 minutes of my life. I mean, it's just like, it's hard because I have like, again, like and there's again, like large forever. memories of things. I'm like, oh, I loved that. Or I lo-. But 10 minutes? 10 minutes? I don't know, Natalie. That's what you Okay. This is not going to sound. Okay, this is what I'm just going to go with. Okay. In actuality, would I want to live this over and over and over again until <laughs> I die? Oh, not oh. even until you die. For all of eternity. Oh, for all of eternity. So yeah. in this life and in the afterlife. At all, just forever. Wow, that is very... That's also one of my worst fears is like looping and not being able to get out. That is a horrifying <laughs> fear. There's got to be an end. I'm just going to say this memory because it's. it seems it's whatever like it works. Whatever is fine. The 10 minutes... Like five minutes before, it's going to sound insane, five minutes before New Year's 2020 and five minutes after. Uh I'm going to tell you why. Because, first of all, we were all together, our friend group, all together. 
We were having a great time. And if you don't remember right before 2020, there was something in the air where everyone was so optimistic and happy and, like, the vibes were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we didn't know what was coming. Yeah. But I remember 2020 vision. 2020. Yeah. Like, it was like 2020, like, new decade, like, this whole thing. And, you know, I and I love New Year's. So I'm just going to say that. Everybody was in such a great, happy space. I love that. I think that's, that's where, totally fair. That's where we're going to go. That's a great one. Yeah. All right. That was tough. I do not know what Ten I would have said. Minutes. I do not know what I would have said. All right. Pick a number. I'll go with eight. Oh, we're going way up at the top here. Interesting. This is hard. What do you hope never changes? Well, I just, it, this was instant. I hope my friendship with you never changes. Oh, seriously. Well, th- this morning I was doing the meditation that we do with the little Australian girl. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> what beautiful morning. That one. Great morning. Great morning. Great morning. <laughs> and you had to do your 10 things that you were, you have to say your 10 things you're grateful for. And you were not that, it, but you were my last one. I was like, oh, and Natalie, like, I'm so grateful I have her and I can call her and I can tell her that I broke a glass and she actually cares <laughs> to like look into it. Oh, I really did look into it. I was yeah. like, immediately I was like, meaning of broken glass spiritual. Yeah, and I was just like, you know, I feel like, Remember we met that one girl when we went to a different podcast studio and she was like, I, I don't have a best friend. Do you remember her? I don't, I don't want to say what we were. We were on somebody else's show. Like, oh, yes. And I remember thinking like, oh, wow, I forget. Like, I'm so lucky to have someone that I could literally call at any time and tell the yes. dumbest detail of my day <laughs> to. And actually cares. Well, I mean, I, I agree. And I said this I say this to my therapist maybe every single session she's like do you have like anyone that you like inherently trust I was like pretty much just Corinne just Corinne she's like you could tell her anything I'm like I could tell her anything I know and so I hope that never changes that was like my instinct I was just looking at you I'm like oh I hope this never changes me too if it well honestly if it ever did we've discussed this we've discussed this most one cannot exist without the the other other. it's just not gonna work out actually I was talking to my therapist about other friends that I have and she was like <laughs> she literally was like you talk about Corinne she's like I've never heard of these other ones <laughs> and I said it's because I'm with Corinne all the time I, I said we work together we have more we're, trips together we go to places together like yeah yeah well <laughs> I love you. I love you too. (laughs) And you guys, if you like this episode, we actually have similar episodes. We sure do. Episode 47, How to Become the Master Chef of Your Kitchen with Chef Megan Mitchell. That's a good one. She's such a queen. Also has the best sugar cookie recipe for gluten-free Oh, I need to to make that this year. So good. My dad ate like 15. (laughs) It was scary. (laughs) Also, episode 107, How to Maintain a Clean Home. Yeah, because you're, you're going to want that. Yeah. Remember that pop in ready? Pop in ready. Keep it tight. Keep it popping Keep ready. Keep it popping ready. Somebody <laughs> might pop in for dinner. You don't know. All right, you guys. Well, we love you guys, and we will be back next week with another episode. Bye. Bye.